Welcome to Ask Mel and Maddie. I'm Mel. And I'm Maddie. And we are the host of this illustration advice podcast where we take our questions from you. We have found that being an illustrator can be quite a lonely experience, always working at our desks and having to figure out a lot of things on our own. So we thought it would be super fun to create a space where you can ask us all kinds of questions, from how to find your style to ways to handle freelance life. And we'll answer them the best we can. We're so excited to have these conversations with you, so make sure you listen every other Monday to Ask Mel and Maddie on the Mimi podcast, on Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. I'm good. How are you? Happy March. I feel like February just went so quickly and it did. I want to talk to you about the pattern challenge Mm because that was the the big thing of of February and just how it went for you and like all of the like how you found it personally and also Mm -hmm. seeing other people's work this it's always so intense. It's like I miss doing it after I've so let's say after a few months after it's finished. I'll be like, oh, I miss it. Oh, I've not done enough patterns. And then I'll be like, okay, let's plan another one. Get really excited. <laughs> start doing them. And then halfway through it, I'm like, oh my God, this is so much work. No, I, I loved it. It was really good. Mm-hmm. A lot of people took part. I think it coincided with a really busy month for me personally and work-wise. So it was hard to be as on top of it as I would have liked. Because I love to comment and, and go and see. And I tried yeah. a little bit, but... So many people take part, so it's always like, oh my god, so many patterns yeah, everywhere. So much um, patterns, yeah. But it was so good. Like I was so impressed. So so many amazing patterns. Uh, still, some people that are not doing patterns and tagging it as a pattern, which <laughs> cracks me up. I'm like, that's not a pattern. That's just an illustration, which is great. But um, I, I was thinking of like some key takeaways. I think obviously I've got like personal ones, mm. and then what I thought of what was being done but it's like I'm only one person you know like when people are asking me like what did you think of this or that I'm always like you know it's just one person's taste like it's very subjective um but for me it was interesting because I had that thing I don't know if you've had it you probably have had it where although I'm creating them in advance I'm planning ahead I have to because otherwise it's too much yeah there were times where on the day I'd look at the pattern I'd created and be like, oh, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> so there were days where I'd spend like a few more hours when I should have been doing something else. Yeah. Recreating patterns and ending up doing something I liked even less. And yeah, that time pressure can often make it even harder. It's like, yeah. you just <laughs> and it on I'm the one that, you know, I'm the one that writes down the prompts and I still was like, why did I choose this prompt? <laughs> Why? And I think about it when I create them. I think, okay, will I enjoy, you know, I'm trying mm. to do enjoyable things. But yeah, and what was hard for me, and I think a lot of people had that, is I still had to share it. I, like I couldn't just be like, oh no, like like I hate my potion pattern. I didn't like my Arctic that much. Anyway, mm. but I still had to share them. I couldn't just be like, sorry guys, today I'm not <laughs> sharing it. But you share, you share yours because, you know. Um, yeah, I guess as the person who set up the challenge, that's like an extra bit. I of, have to, yeah. yeah. And But also that's a really useful thing for people to see. Because mm. I was reading those captions and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, there are definitely times where I'm like, I don't like my mm. outcome. And then you put it out there and some people like it Like even more. it and you're like, why? <laughs> I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> what do you... No, I think I'm definitely really, really hard on my work. Mm. And 
I was thinking about it in the bath earlier because yes, I had a bath because it's freezing. (laughs) And I was like, it's interesting how you expect your work to get better and better. So like, Mm. you know, every time you draw something, you're thinking this is going to be better than last time. You know, every time I'm getting better, but sometimes it's not necessarily better. And I guess it's just part of the process. You don't have to love everything and you don't have to, not everything has to be your best work. Yeah, your best I mean, we have a question about perfectionism later. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, we can do that one. I mean, no, it's later. We, we've we got more questions about the pattern, like patterns in general. Yeah. So because yesterday I did a story where I asked people to ask questions mm-hmm. and we're joking about it because I don't usually show my face and... That weirdly worked and we had so many questions. <laughs> so many I woke up questions. to so many questions. I was like, okay, we're going to have to break them in two and do more next session as well because we've got so many. But um, we had a lot about patterns because it yeah. just happened. Yeah, I think that was the nice thing is that, yeah, everyone's got it in their heads and thinking, did you want to say anything more about the more takeaways? Or oh, should we get to yeah, I guess before we do the questions. No, there was, I need, I need my phone for this and that uh, we're filming ourselves a little bit, <laughs> trying to be in. But um, I definitely, well, there was a few things I wanted to address because I got a few messages where people get really upset when they don't get reshared. Mm. And I find it incredibly, um, I don't know, funny sounds really condescending, but like, it's like, first, it's really hard to see anything. Like, yes, it's so hard to catch. Yeah, it's it's changed. Recently, it's not like you can see every single thing because it's like top posts and yeah. There's so many patterns I just did not see from people. I just didn't see it. I I didn't even looking. And that's why I asked people to tag me in the stories and, you know, do things so I could see Mm -hmm. as much as I could. So I was always uh, kind of taken aback be like oh my god but also you're like one person yeah, like, I know I know <laughs> but also it's not that big of a deal like you shouldn't yeah, do it yeah, to get reposted yeah. and and my way of sharing is like I share everything I like and even some that I might not be like this is not as great this always interesting in some mm. way it's about showing all the different interpretations yeah. and stuff so that was quite funny I always get uh, funny they, they are funny they're like why are you not sharing my stuff what's wrong with me it's like it's not you I didn't even see your stuff I like it I didn't <laughs> see it anyway so that was fun um but there's a lot of illustrators and it's all my phone I had the list but I can do it at the end mm-hmm. where do like shout outs but I definitely have like really big favorites that have mm. been doing the challenge for a few years and they always do amazing work and yeah, it's always very annoying through so I'm like oh, this is much you should host it cause it's much better than my stuff um but they don't have the pressure of doing every single one no or doing I know the stuff that you have to do so. no but it's it's so nice it's so nice so yeah and the biggest takeaway is just everybody that has done it consistently over the years has gotten better and mm. and definitely has grown a lot so it kind of shows that you've got to stick with it and yeah yeah we've talked about that a little it. bit before where it's like that kind of daily even though as you said you plan before so yeah. it's not like no one's expecting anyone to do a pattern every day and no. draw it every day but it's just having that like thing of having to post and like putting yourself out there even if it's not your best work to then improve out the end of it and feel like you're getting stronger just by I think almost the ones that you aren't succeeding on are helping as much or more than like the ones that you're like oh I love that no mm. notes yeah <laughs> like so it's yeah it's always really interesting to say I did not partake in actually I did I did a couple of did you do patterns one? but I didn't post them oh I did dear. The, I know I did them out of the the days and then I was like oh yeah 
I'll, I'll post them eventually. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I I really like the horoscope one. That that was the one mm. that made me go. Oh, I really want to try doing like a Leo design. Of course you did. Of course I did. Course. <laughs> you know, classic Leo wanted to do a Leo design. Um, but yeah, that was that was a fun one. I can't remember what else I did. But I just sort of played around and had it for my own sort of enjoyment. So. Yeah, that's good as well. Like yeah, if it can be a point too. of inspiration for things. Mm-hmm. But let me get my phone so um, I shout out a few illustrators I love. Yeah. Every year I love. Okay, I, I hope I don't butcher the names. I'm mm. I'm so sorry if I do. Veronica Crescent is amazing. You probably have seen it. I love her yes, work. That's, yeah, colors are great. Obviously, Rosie Caitlin, amazing. You know Rosie. Yeah, I think amazing I work. She's <laughs> showing me. <laughs> she was the cover of the last pattern paper. I love. I've been loving Sarah Tomate. Okay, yeah. I'm that so sorry if I'm butchering your names, guys. We'll put um, the. Yeah, we can put the thing. Tag. Studio Jonesy did really well as well. It was really cute, quite colourful, and uh, then there was. Um, ugh, now I'm just going on the fly because I forgot. It just makes everyone's everyone. Instagram look really good as well. Yeah, it, like, it does. Got really lovely. Yeah. Um, oh, Erin's work is amazing too. She's been like, uh, Erin Hansen, she's at Recovering Lazy Holic. Yeah, patterns have been really fun. Oh, yeah, that's really nice like line it. Work. Yeah, I've, yeah, she's she's done it for a few years and she's like definitely growing and getting amazing, like so much better every year she takes part mm, in. And it's that's been really... quite fun. I didn't, I didn't think about that where you get to see people's like first taking part and like them kind of picking up how, yeah. To, make a pattern really stand out and then you can kind of watch people's so good yeah they've I, I'm just so amazed and there were so many people like I can I see them come back every year mm. and yeah there's so much more I'm probably I mean I'm definitely forgetting loads but um yeah so impressive how so many, many people do you like is it like I don't hundreds know. it's really I don't know maybe yeah, yeah. honestly yeah every day it's amazing but yes, yeah, so it was amazing. Should we do some questions? Because we had a lot of questions yeah. about patterns. Yeah, do you want me to ask them? Because I feel like a lot of it's about surface design and then you can kind of yeah, come in a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. With, yeah. yeah. So I think the first question is, what is the best way to break into the surface design world? I'm US-based and I've been practicing and adding several patterns to my portfolio. For the next step, I'm thinking of reaching out to some agencies to see if they'd represent me to get my foot in the door. But I'm not sure if this is the right move or even how to approach agencies. So it's a very interesting question. I think, firstly, I don't think you need to be represented by an agency to get licensing projects and deals. It's a good idea to try to get represented, but a lot of agencies like for you to have some experience already. Mm. Um, not necessarily, but at least a little bit of experience and a very commercially viable portfolio Mm -hmm. and a style that, you know, potentially works on a lot of different things. And it is always that chicken and egg thing of like, Mm. okay, but how do I get the projects without the (laughs) the start of the agency? So it's across all of uh, different mediums, I think. But yeah, surface pattern is an interesting one. And I'd say... The most important thing is obviously your portfolio. So working on 
your patterns, the designs you're creating, sharing them. So having a website that looks really mm -hmm. professional, having all your patterns in there, sharing on Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever you want, wherever you feel more comfortable. But yeah, approaching agencies is always a funny one. I think you just got to go for it. When you feel confident with mm. your work and you're like, okay, looking at it objectively, you're like, it looks professional. I have quite a lot of work in there. You know, when you compare with what's already maybe on whatever agencies you're looking at, website yeah be like do I compare you know do, does it look as professional mm. um you also want to be really mindful of styles yeah. so if you're looking at agencies that may be representing surface designers that have similar work then maybe that's not the right agency for you because yeah. they won't they won't pick you because their whole thing got it. <laughs> yeah their whole thing is going to be to be as diverse as possible so that when mm. they go to clients they're like oh we've got this and this and that what's your you know what's mm. your thing It's it's tricky, but I'd say don't focus too much on that. Focus on doing the work, sharing it, having a really good website. And then you can reach out to clients as well. Like find the brands that you love, yeah. already do collabs, or that have, I mean, most brands use surface design anyway. But, you know, whatever, is it homeware? Is it like children's garments? Whatever you like, find the brands and then reach out to them and show them your work. You can do that yourself because that's what an agency will do for you. Yeah. It's just multiplying. Obviously, it's nice to have someone else in your corner doing that for you and helping you get projects, mm. but you can do that yourself too. Do you think your projects have come mainly from your like putting stuff out online or do you think yours has come from pinpointing like brands and being like, I want to work with you or is it kind of... Definitely a mix. And so what's good as well when you gain more experience and more projects or clients is that it all snowballs because then... They're like, oh, she's worked with this person or whatever. Mm. So it's, you know, and then you get word of mouth. And I have a lot of repeat clients. Um, yeah, I think the more you work, potentially the more you work, you know, it's like yeah. that really nice thing. But it's just, I guess it's like, we've had a lot of questions about just that like starting spark. And it's, mm. it's so hard because it's like, it can be so variable for different people. And yeah. like, I would also say if you are applying to agencies or even like emailing people out, this applies again to kind of everything, not just surface pattern. But I was going to ask you about like following up on emails and mm -hmm. making sure you kind of have a bit of a presence. Obviously, you don't want to bug people or like annoy people if they're not responding, then whatever. But I think so many times if you just catch like an art director on a busy time of, you know, yeah, then they're not going to reply to you. But if you, they see the exact same work again later or, you know, newer work or mm. surely it's going to, yeah. No, definitely. It's good. Like you never know how connections are made in, in people's brains. So I think it's good to chat. Like I, I contacted, like a good example. I mean, I've done this so many times where I've reached out and then I've had work from that. There's a brand I really like that does like coats. I'm trying to keep it quite a general <laughs> or like vague. And... I was, it was quite a small brand and they have done artist collaborations before. Um, and I was like, oh, I really want to do that with mm. them. And I reached out to them and they got back to me and they were like, oh, we love your work and stuff. And we talked a bit and we've been kind of every, I don't know, maybe six months. Mm. I email them and like, oh, great. Or like happy new yeah, year and stuff. I think I've sent them stuff, but they've never been like, yeah, we're going for that. So in that case, I know they're like, my style and work but I don't think anything I've sent them works for them mm -hmm. and so whenever I have a minute well it's always at the back of my mind anyway I'm like oh, what you know actually okay what would they like how should I 
morph my work so that it works well for them you know I think it's always about also being willing to change a little bit or you know mm, grow yeah. um and yeah and if you think about your dream brands think about what they might want mm-hmm. even though you want to bring yourself and you want to bring you know your yeah. stuff you know you don't want to just um, and I guess with do. with patterns as well it's such a very clear thing of like you know if you're looking at different brands like what kind of stuff they'll be used to making and like mm. I almost feel like it's more clear-cut like the style and the kind of way that they might work um yeah so it's kind of just yeah tailoring or at least yeah just pinpointing those specific brands as opposed to trying to go for like Nike or something I, I mean know, they, yeah. they work with loads of illustrators yeah. but they're more like but you know it's funny because yeah you think about style and your work and how it can work with different brands. And I think I've noticed that a lot of illustrators, we tend to create things because we like them and we'll explore different themes. And we don't really think about how commercially viable things are. Mm-hmm. And when you think about like, let's say clothing, it's like, okay, cool. Like do a crazy cool pattern with little hearts and unicorns or whatever. <laughs> I need to design Rivers birthday party <laughs> card. That's one thing about unicorns. Um, but that's not that might not work and I've found that a lot of brands tend to like sometimes depending on the target obviously if it's kids it's different but I say if if you're doing something for adults you may want to explore your style being a bit more abstract in in ways Mm. or how can you push it in that direction or how can you make patterns that people would wear and not be you know so it's really interesting I think whoever you want to reach out to have a think and model your portfolio. Don't necessarily create new work because that's, but if they like your work and they're like, but you know, let's, well, I guess no, because you're not going to do work if they don't hire you. But yeah, it's just nice to think about it. It's nice to think about Mm. who you're talking to and what you're creating as well. Like when reaching out to people, I always think how, again, because it can be so variable for different places. Like some places will literally have a hello at whatever email Mm -hmm. or like, is it a case of finding the names of people or like finding the names of brands? I don't know. It's it's always a hard one, I think, to like know what that even looks yeah. like. Is like making that contact and making that thing. I think I've talked a bit about following people on social media and yeah. finding that as a more like personable way to to kind of work. At least say if an email does come in, then it's like, oh, they've made a connection there. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it depends on the brand. When it's a smaller brand, usually the hello at whatever is the founder or someone important will mm. see it. Um, yeah. Otherwise, just a lot of stalking on LinkedIn, I would say. <laughs> um, find the art director or the senior designer or, yeah, the buyer. It's an art form mm-hmm. to look for clients and, and get them. And, yeah, it can take years. And yeah. sometimes they look at your work for a long time, for years, before they decide to go with you or you know but like you said it's that is it not a famous thing about buying things because it's similar isn't it if you're hiring someone you're spending money on them but well you have to see some something like six or seven times yeah. before you buy out something yeah is there an official like you won't buy the first <laughs> yeah i don't know but there's this rule and I, i've got that if yeah. there's something and i'm like oh i like that okay and i forget two weeks later oh that again oh i really yeah. do like it and I think then eventually you're like i need this on my life and you that know? is why i think the social media aspect kind of helps because it's like that is a, a more repetitive subtle, thing yeah a subtle also, reminder yeah. as opposed to emailing people over and over again if you're not getting a response but I do think yeah like if they follow you if the brand you like follows you mm-hmm. that's good 
Yeah. It's amazing. Because then you can be like, la, 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 showing your work of this year. I mean, who knows with yeah. Instagram. But. And I do think there's something to be said for, I think the reason that you've had the like success of that is because your portfolio backs it up. Like if you were oh, just yeah. emailing out and you didn't have that work, then it's like hard to to get it in. So it's like, but I think when we say a portfolio, again, I think we come up with this every week where it's like, that doesn't have to be client work. It just has to be really no, high quality, yeah, yeah. client adjacent. Especially like, surface design, because yeah, you exactly. can just create loads. Someone could tomorrow be like, I want to be a surface designer now, spend like a year making patterns and getting better and better and create a website and then go to brands and brands will be like, wow, that's amazing. They don't mm-hmm. care if you, you know, have not worked yeah. with other brands. If anything, they'll like it. I guess the, the, the secret thing is just like, what are they looking for and how and that can just be so variable yeah um so it's just yeah depending on what kind of stuff you like making and I think we had another question that was kind of I mean we've had lots of questions about that kind of breaking into surface pattern and the best way into that but there was also just an extra little add-on to that which was um what's your opinion on like print-on-demand portals as well as uh, selling products with your own designs through sort of printify mm. and and that kind of thing yeah and again I don't have much experience on this really um so it's yeah it's tough to say do you have any experience mm. I've always felt like it um dismin- diminish is that the word diminishes it diminishes yeah, yeah that's I think that's <laughs> nice you said yeah but that wasn't the actually you don't say the s it's silent s uh diminishes though almost the value of your work a little bit I would say that might be a controversial thing to say but if you sell it on those platforms it's usually a bit cheaper Mm -hmm. than when you do collabs I don't know it really depends what you want to do I know some illustrators and designers that do really well because they have a huge output of you know they create a lot and they put stuff on these platforms and Mm -hmm. it might be like 10 pounds a what a, a pattern or like a series of patterns and they sell loads I personally prefer the idea of doing things custom or, you know, having collaborations with brands and they come to you yeah. and they said, let's do something together or please create something new for me. But I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with using like all the like spoon flour and stuff. That's yeah. a bit different. I think don't get lost in it, mm. um, but you can explore it if you want to. Because it will push you to create anyway. So it's yeah, good excuse, you know. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. It, it gets making... you into the idea of like, okay, what is this really going to look like when it's yeah. printed out? But I do think maybe there's an issue with it just being quite an oversaturated market. And it's like, mm, it would well. be hard to make a living from yeah, that. You have to have multiple streams of income if you're going to do that. Because those margins, I don't know for, for sure. Like, I don't know any specific things, but it's like... They're probably quite high. Yeah, yeah. It's not um, super And viable. it might devalue a bit the the whole industry in a way in terms of fees you know and Mm. and pricing so clients might come to you and be like oh can you create a pattern for this product and then they'll be like oh no actually wait you're too expensive I can find a pattern that's all right on whatever platform and it's like 20 quid or whatever so yeah I don't know I don't know a lot about it I I'm I'm not a huge you know fan probably because I don't know a lot about it but also yeah yeah, it's not something ever. Really and the done. other thing that I guess I thought when I was looking at this question, because I was like, oh, it's because I don't do it, so I'm not someone to to talk on the subject. But when I do see um, things like 
Redbubble and like mm. things like that, I do often question like, and I don't know if that's exactly what they mean by print on demand, but like those kind of ones yeah. where you can get it's products. Similar. And I do always think, how ethical are those like manufacture lines? And you, yeah. you don't really know, and it's all a little bit. And I'm, I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm scared of saying I feel red. like Maybe I no, that's interesting. But I think also what I don't like about these specifically is you can't really control the final product. Yes, yeah, and that you quality of, yeah. of the stuff. Obviously, I think we've talked a little bit about that kind of making your own products and getting um, like those kind of products made and yeah. how, yeah, if you're making stuff that you want to be a high quality product at the end of it, that like money that you have to put up front is annoying, but it's like that. It's really hard to to kind of balance that out with, with something that's going to actually show your work in the best way and yeah so maybe I don't know because I don't know very much about it I don't want to sit here on my pedestal and be like no, yeah same yeah that's just my first thought when I think to myself oh I could because actually it was funny um I had actually it's that pasta person <laughs> that print I don't know it is someone, I think it's in my other it's in another frame in the someone was literally like I love pasta uh, yeah it was um a print that I did of a little person like walking a dog that looked I mean, like it looks pasta, a lot like me and it looks like Mao. and um, I don't know why it's just the vibe of it I think right <laughs> I don't know maybe because it's this pasta person on it yeah um and that had lots of like people on twitter getting excited about it and and below it there was um someone asking like oh I love this on a t-shirt oh I love this on a t-shirt and then below that I mean this is completely different thing but it was so scary there was literally I guess it's like a robot kind of account that has literally made my design just like put it on a t-shirt that you can buy and it's like you know that that's just obviously such a bad like so yeah I just worry about a lot of those things being like not um what reglamented or something is that the word no I'm making up word. <laughs> well, there's no rules to it. Yeah, there's no... Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I know what you mean. Is that, is that Regimented. Regi- no. Uh, that's, yeah. I think, I think I mixed a French word with an English word. Um, but anyway, we know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's just... It's scary. Um, like, when you go onto those sites and you buy stuff, it's like, I don't know that... Yeah, it's hard to know if that's connected to the artist because obviously I do not want anyone buying that T-shirt mm. with my design on it that obviously I haven't even requested but even if I wanted to go make a t-shirt with it what I'd want to do is make it a really high quality t-shirt yeah. know that it was having some kind of ethical don't don't go to this site <laughs> no not on this site but do a no, nice one yeah I mean it would be a cool thing but I've yeah it's a lot more thought into it yeah, to yeah, make yeah, it into definitely. like an actual product than just putting on a website and I think there is a little bit of ego there with me about it where I'm like oh I don't just want it on anything I want it to feel high quality and also like the ethics of it is would be important to me so it's just yeah it's it's a weird one yeah it's interesting Funny that we that. both yeah have a similar similar take on that but we also probably don't know enough about it I don't yeah. know I don't want to upset anyone no, that's no, been no. doing a lot of that because think, it, it can be a as you said I think yeah, it can like be a really good way to to, to put yourself into that mindset of like yeah. this is making products and yeah okay so the next one is I want to hear what I want to hear about that for you Medi. what is your biggest client so far and how how did you end up working with them yeah because again because we had this overnight I was like oh god I've got to think of what, yeah. <laughs> what that even is 
And when I thought about this, I was like, that, does that mean biggest in terms of like a name brand or like someone that you've, mm-hmm. or does it mean like the highest amount of money you got paid? Because I, I mean, I'll be honest, like I haven't had a huge amount of experience with like bigger name brands. The, the one that came to mind, and this was a long time ago, it was pre it being called X, but I worked with Twitter um, for some of their like, Nobody is calling it X. <laughs> no, that was such a fail. You see it like on all that, you know, when the Guardian or something is like yeah, putting it, it's like as. X previously Twitter. It's like <laughs> so funny. It's like it didn't really work. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. But um, and but it is annoying now because it's like it was it's like one the of worst. the worst. It was one it. of the biggest um names that I had to be like, hey, I've worked with Twitter UK before, and it's like now yeah. it's like well that shows how old it was. But anyway, um, yeah, that's kind of like biggest one in terms of just knowing a household name but as I said I haven't had that much experience a lot of my um work has come through kind of smaller and more independent uh things and then some of the biggest work I have I guess would be the children's book stuff and that's not huge amounts so it's kind of I do lots of lots of smaller smaller projects I think and the Twitter, I think they asked how it came about. The Twitter thing, it was just a network of like knowing people, which is a classic answer, isn't it? Of just like, I think where I have been like putting my work online for a long time and I was kind of in a, a weird space of um, being a creative person that a lot of like YouTube people knew for a long time. I wonder if any of them are listening now, that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> but like there was a network of like, youtube and online creators that would often like look at my work and be like oh let's get maddie to work on this stuff and i think through that connection someone actually found my work that worked at the you know the twitter offices in london like everyone there's a lot of london kind of people that talk i guess and um yeah so i think it was through that uh i'm allowed to say all that right yeah <laughs> yeah i never know it's like yeah that's but, really good um what about you? Well, what I was also it? thinking about it because I feel like I, well, I've got a bit more experience than you and yeah, I have worked with a lot work. of brands. And yeah, same thing. I was originally thinking, okay, do you mean biggest in terms of like most money <laughs> or biggest like dreamest for you, like dreamiest for you, which is not necessarily the biggest mm. or just, yeah, biggest name, which I, I think that's probably what they mean. I, like a few years ago, I did something with Danone, which is quite big. Is um, that that? Mm, yeah, like the yeah. French, the French huge brand that does yes. yogurts, and like yeah. if you buy yogurts anywhere, they usually buy Danone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a collab. Like that was my name. It was from like like you know light and free yogurts. Mm-hmm. You've seen them. Next time you go to the shops, you get yogurts. <laughs> I can tell you don't eat yogurts. It's so funny. I do. No, but... Yeah, right. Which ones? Anyway, yeah. Um, okay, okay. Yackle. But um, sorry. That's <laughs> fine. So yeah, that was really cool. It was me and like three other illustrators. I'm not sure. I think they found me through Instagram. That was big. I had did something with Vance, and that was really that's, cool. Yeah, so that cool. was through an agency in London. And then I'm doing something at the moment that's pretty big, yeah, I think. Yeah. I can't talk about it because I signed in India. It's going to come out in like in a year. but um, And I can't talk about it, really, more than this. <laughs> but I'm very excited. It's going to be so good and such a big one. And I guess that happened. I mean, she'd seen my work, but, you know, me reaching out and then having done work further. Yeah. It, it's like annoyingly all connected. So yeah. it's like 
try to always be nice and always like make friends almost along the way and it's it's still all about connections mm-hmm. and good work but it's how you are and what people yeah, say about you. Yeah, it's that balance and... of everything, isn't it? It's literally the the balance of the making connections and being personable and yeah. having the good work. It's like you kind of have all of those together and that gives you the best chance. Because when I think about that Twitter stuff, like that was years of me doing work with like my kind of network of, of online creator stuff to then have someone talk about me in a room that's like, oh, yeah, Maddie yeah. would be good for this. Yeah. And then to meet that person and have like a nice interaction with people has always, I felt, got me more work is just being able to, you know, <laughs> be yeah. a normal, be a normal, nice person. And it's Obviously, never, you don't want to put yeah. it on. But. And it's it definitely not just about the work anymore. No. It needs, and, and so many brands, like for that collab, it's going to be with my name. So it's like this big brand's mm-hmm. X, my name everywhere. And it's going to be so big. I'm so excited. Mm. It's a bit scary as well. But anyway, <laughs> I think it's not just working on your work in a way, you know, working on your style and on your craft. It's also figuring out who you are and what's your story, your personality. and, your and self yeah, like brand Do you talk about that? Yeah, in a it? way. But I think but it needs it, to be authentic. It, yeah, it might be self-branding, but, don't, but just be yourself and stick that'll like kind of naturally come out as you yeah develop yeah. more and, and like don't be like oh what do I want to be I want to be fashion Melanie and I'm gonna do that and <laughs> that Melanie. no I don't know what, what I thought about that <laughs> I know Can't but wait. you know what I mean it's it needs to be really authentic but mm. it I think it really matters yeah no, it's like you gotta you gotta be good you gotta be nice have we got time for one more question because I feel like that kind of leads yes. quite well onto the question about how we portray ourselves as business owners oh yeah it's a long one but it's interesting yeah so hi melamadi i'm curious how much you identify as business owners or business people and how that contributed to your success so far (laughs) um i'm very early in my journey as an illustrator i've only worked full-time in in a different field and i was drawing in my spare time as a hobby but while on a sabbatical I realized I wanted to pursue illustration as a career I've only recently gotten comfortable calling myself an illustrator I felt a big shift in me taking myself and what I make more seriously my goal is to support myself fully with illustration one day but it feels like an even bigger leap to picture myself as a business owner or an entrepreneur there's the little I don't know what they're called the little like lines there um is a fake it until you make it mentality helpful in becoming a full-time freelancer does one focus on their creative goals and then one day suddenly realize they're a business owner with four income streams okay first is the that thing of faking it until you make it is really interesting because for me when I talk about like being a business owner what like what's fake about that like you are a business owner if you do illustration I don't know I don't identify as a business owner do you not no I don't know interesting why. oh my god because I don't so have a business I'm like self-employed but I guess I do have a business that's but a business I, don't. I know but I don't I'm that weird person <laughs> this is so interesting because in my head when I was writing down these notes I was like I think I, I identified as a business owner pretty much as I opened a tax account and was like right I have to do some sort of business here and you know you're taking and I guess you're right (laughs) 
I don't know. Am I telling you you're a business <laughs> You are. Well, no, I'm sure I am, but I just don't identify And how funny mine. that I was going to say how that has helped me find a sort of confidence in myself that's like led me to be able to like talk about my work more and like trying to treat it as more of a business so that it's not as like um personal or like vulnerable I guess is the word so do you not find you you need that Mm, I probably do (laughs) no I feel like there's not really a barrier between me and my work which is probably very unhealthy but you know I don't see it as a business it's Mm. annoying I mean it's obviously a business because I'm making money and I'm I know I know um hmm I've not, I don't think about it. Like I was talking to someone the other day about that, about how unstrategic I am in everything. Mm, you know, I just do what feels right, what I want to do. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it works. I mean, it, no, it's, I guess. A, it's a sign that it, it's worked for you. You Yeah. But there's no strategy behind it, which I'm sure if I did have some strategy or put in someone that would help me with that. I wonder if there's like a stigma of even the word business when we think of like, because what I actually oh, and also the word entrepreneur that yeah, so okay. I don't consider myself an entrepreneur and then mm. I literally this morning when we got this like when we were looking through our notes I looked up the like definition of an entrepreneur do you know what that is okay no you do it you say it the actual de- definition that I mean it was just googled but is a person who sets up a business taking a financial risks in hope of profit that's yeah. it that's, everybody is yeah that's what <laughs> yeah. we're all entrepreneurs like it was so funny because I, I always I guess what kind of people would say an entrepreneur god that's a hard word to say yeah I was gonna <laughs> say you know it's a French word and what it means the the verb in French is entreprendre oh. and entreprendre means to start something mm. so I think in that way I think it's a quite an easy one to feel defined by because yeah anyone that starts something and obviously when they say you know with the hope of making a financial profit or whatever but yeah it's the idea of starting things definitely yeah because I I think in my head I'd always thought it was like you had to be more of it than that like you had to really like be a success at something no but it's just the starting you can be a failed entrepreneur (laughs) yeah it's fine that's what I want to be um but yeah, I just, that's so interesting that... But yeah, the faking it till you make it, yes, a hundred thousand person. Yeah. Like you have to. Yeah, we're all doing, I mean, I've done it. I still do it the amount of times um, because I feel like anything that scares you, it's famous. But you know, if it scares you, you should probably do it. Uh, if you're like, I don't know how to do this, but if you want to do it, mm-hmm. just fake it, like do it. And yeah. and eventually one day, yeah, you wake up and you're like, but for me, so I wouldn't wake up and like, I never woke up and thought I'm a business owner. But for the illustrator thing, it was interesting because they mentioned that as well. Mm. Because I studied graphic design and not illustration. I remember as a kid going to see like illustration schools mm. and they had amazing one being like, oh my God, like this is, I could never do this or this could never be me. Um, which is funny because it's not that far from graphic. You know, it's yeah. not like I was looking at... Uh, Anyway, but so I didn't wake up at one day and thought, I'm an illustrator now. But it took me a little bit of time to say I'm an illustrator. Mm. And also most people think you do kids' books when you're an illustrator. Yeah, so you have yeah, to explain, no, actually I do loads of, let me show you, it's easier. And <laughs> yeah. um, I think over time you grow into it. But you yeah. do need to fake it till you make it. And be like, okay, this is what I am now. I'm doing this, you know? Yeah. And I do think, I mean, I wrote in my notes here that like, I definitely had like, 
I think it was around university because I studied illustration at university mm-hmm. and it was that time where I obviously was around lots of illustrators and maybe even just a bit before that as well where I was like meeting more illustrators and there's definitely a type of us that are much more like likely to like put down your own work or be like oh I'm not an illustrator like there, mm. there's definitely like a personality trait that I think illustrations obviously not everyone but I do think there's a lot of that and I remember making the kind of like decision in my head to just switch it off and be like I'm just gonna try and like talk about my work confidently I'm never gonna be like oh I hate this or like Mm. I'm just no you need to be confident trying to make that but again that's hard surely it's kind of faking it but it doesn't feel like it to me because I just wanted it to not come across to other people because one I feel uncomfortable when people are like, oh, I hate my work, but look at yours. Like, I don't think that's productive or or useful for for anyone. But also it did help me, I think, kind of build on that strength of like, oh, and that was obviously whilst I was at university, I wasn't really getting much work. I don't think illustrator has to mean professional in a sense. Um, Same thing, if you don't have any clients, but you've been drawing and you've, created work you're an illustrator yeah you know I mean? and I, I remember almost the word artist even being like oh when do you call yourself an artist that's I'm not like, a hard one yeah <laughs> I'm yeah <laughs> like yeah I just do because just it's not labels. yeah it, it's not like super I don't know it's not this super strict thing of like you have to get this amount of like jobs in or this amount and I would say even same as a business as I said like I came out of university I mean I was already picking up a few little pieces of work during university but then straight after I managed to get a job that almost like forced me to get like a tax account they were like we need you on these like you know our books and yeah Yeah. so it was like and I'm glad they did because I think that forced me into being like right what am I doing like I was Mm -hmm. so like university did not teach us any (laughs) any of that so it kind of forced me into it. And then from that moment, I was like, okay, I'm providing a service here. Obviously, you know, it's illustration, it's my passion, but it is, at the end of the day, being a business means that you're, you know, you do that transaction and it doesn't have to be this, like, I think it helped me keep it away from this, like, very personal thing that I think illustration can be because you're showing your, yeah. you know, vulnerable, like, art to people. It's tricky. It's um, Yeah, it's not an easy one to be, like, this is what I do, this is what I am, basically. Like, if someone looks yeah. at your work, it's not like you're showing them, I don't know, yeah, any other job, it's like, okay, cool, this is a job, but yours is like, oh, I feel like I'm going to learn about this person looking yeah. at their work, and, I, and you're like, oh. I've definitely used that to, like, not my advantage, but just use that as, like, a, a tool sometimes. It's like, I feel like I've made some of my best friends from people who've like seen my art before yeah. <laughs> they've met me because they make a a sort of good kind of uh, assumption about the kind of person I might be and I guess it's, it's a good one. way in that way yeah 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 um you can uh, but yeah there's people. definitely something that I think it, I don't want to maybe draw on this too much but I think there's definitely something with illustrators and that kind of nature to be like downplaying their work and their worth Mm. Um, I also think it's something with women and sort of marginalised people. I bet if you typed into like Google right now, like business person, it would be like men. So let's not get too too far into that. But I just think it's, um, yeah, I think you've got to help, like just fake it till you make it, whatever that means. But I think it's that that personal, you've got to believe in yourself of that kind of, that you are an illustrator and you were the moment that you drew an illustration. Yeah right yeah (laughs) did that even answer the question i think it did yeah should we do a last question 
Yes, yeah. And I guess we, we kind of mentioned this one at the beginning um, that might be a fun one to answer is, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you both, are you a perfectionist in your work? And how do you deal with that? Especially as time is so precious. I am not a perfectionist. Me My neither. Is shaking her head, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I always I'm say, I think, I always tell people that I'm the idea person and I am not the detail person. It's like, I mean, I always see I'm always creating things, you know, I'm doing as when clients want, it's not like I'm not creating finished things that look amazing, you know, but it's not what I enjoy. And I get really mm. like, like I'm excited at the beginning, the ideas, yeah. let's create the illustration. And then if I start having like, oh, can you edit this a little bit? Can you do this? Oh, this line is not, I had one project like that once where they were telling me to do things with some lines and I was just getting a bit like twitchy, like, wait, but I like that the line isn't perfect. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, it's, it's fine, I guess. Because I'm not a perfectionist, so I don't lose a lot of time doing that. Yeah, I was thinking about how I am, like, a little bit under a perfectionist. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's kind of how I see it. Like, I definitely have high standards for myself and, like, how I want my work to be. But I definitely know that I... Because I, I almost think when we were talking about, you know, that putting work up that you're not 100% happy with oh, and yeah. stuff like that like I, guess so. I don't think you could do that if you like were a perfectionist but I I think that's important and I think yeah. it's a good thing to to kind of have that as like um a way to not make everything your like best because it just can't be and like it's not yeah it doesn't feel like that important to me that the work is like the I don't know it's no a- I know what you mean and I think sometimes some people get stuck on little things that don't matter or mm-hmm. nobody will notice them. I was um, going to say that, like, you're your own biggest critic, right? Yeah. And you know that, like, oh, if something's not perfect to you, yeah. then is that going to, like, matter? And it's, like, like nine times out of ten, like, maybe 9.5 times out of ten, yeah. it's just not anything that anyone's even going to notice at all. And actually... Yeah, I was just thinking about the the style change that I've had and how that was kind of process driven. And it was almost the perfectionism of the like past styles that I was having where I really was trying to like narrow in on those lines and those shapes to make them like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it it didn't serve me because it I was looking into like I was zoomed in quite literally and also just, you know, um, metaphorically. And then I wasn't looking at the bigger picture. And when I zoomed out, I was like, actually, that wasn't worth it. Like to get those ideas and that kind of gist of stuff is actually more exciting. And I think it portrays better to people than than having to be this like, oh, this line's got to be exact. And yeah, my new style, I think, allows my work to be a little bit more playful. And those wiggly lines are kind of what makes it interesting and fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I wanted to talk about those like, when you mentioned like the sketch part being the exciting part where you're like less, because I think that is the less perfectionist part of it, right? Like you want to get the idea down and it doesn't have to be perfect. But do you have like that fear of when you send sketches off to clients? I always want to caveat it with, but don't look at this. (laughs) Or like, not that, but like, just just don't take it seriously. Like, because I think my sketches, I want to always like make them as clear as possible. Yeah. And obviously it's never going to look like the final piece, but it's like, you always want to tell clients that it's like, but don't worry, it won't look like this. Even though most clients will know that. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that's that's an interesting one because I think, okay, I've said I wasn't a perfectionist, but if you saw my sketches, you'd probably think I am. I mean, <laughs> I think it's not, I think there's two different things. There's doing really clean and working really well and wanting your sketches to look really good and being a perfectionist. It's like, oh, like I don't know, it's two different things, but my sketches are really neat. I think we've talked about it before where the... Um that sketch that you're sending to a client will be like after a couple of rounds of like kind of crazier sketches, right? Kind of more loose and no. Oh, do you they do don't it get straight the loose on? one? Well, oh, no, 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 but what I, I mean is they you go through that and then you send the like neater one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the horrible ones in my notebooks. Like I'm not. I mean, I'm never showing <laughs> no anyone that. that. <laughs> uh, they're like, <laughs> and it's the same when I write in them. It's horrible. Um, no, yeah, I do these. Then I go on the computer. And then there's the first one that looks a bit loose. Then yeah. I go over, I go over. The one I send is like, ooh, it looks good, you know? Yeah. And then it's usually, that's why for me and I always tell clients, the longest part is always the concept, you know, coming up with the concept and doing the sketch. Mm-hmm. And then usually if they love the sketch, then it's so easy. I just need to literally almost go over it. I mean, do the illustration and color. So yeah, it's like going over it. And then playing with color. If they may, Maybe they've asked for small changes and details, but... So that's, yeah, that's usually really fast from that. If they say, we love that sketch, go for that. It's really nice. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. I don't know. Now I feel bad about saying I'm not a perfectionist. I don't think, I don't think I am, but I do want things to look perfect for me, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go crazy over it, you know? Yeah, I have those high standards that might be like kind of pushing me to work for like the best work that I can make, but I don't think that's necessarily has to be like, bad thing maybe this is just us unhealthily talking about our like but I don't I don't think it hinders me in any way in terms of like I think that pressure is off to be like perfect because I just don't believe that you'll ever look at a drawing necessarily and be like right that's the best thing I've ever drawn no No. notes like that kind of thing I just I was actually writing in my notes and I was like is this a good um quote but I don't know if I actually believe it is it's like the best work that you'll do is kind of your next piece yeah. and it's like you're always going to be improving and that's that. that's a yeah. good thing that's a good thing to notice the things that you would want to improve but it doesn't mean that that work doesn't have any value and isn't a good piece in itself I feel like we've just come back to the beginning as well because we talked about this with patterns mm. that's interesting but yeah oh my goodness so many questions yeah <laughs> we still have loads for next week as well no not next week but the week after that thank you so much for sending so many questions in yeah it's been really nice we, we love getting all of the different variations yeah, overnight yeah so yeah please do keep your questions coming in we'll, yeah. we'll put the link of the website where you can enter your questions you can do nice and long ones or short ones whatever whatever you're interested in us talking about and uh yeah we'll get back to you with (laughs) with our cool answers thank you and um we'll speak to you soon i guess speak to you soon bye bye